And welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. This is Nick. And Janelle. And we want to thank you for tuning in for another podcast of Beyond the Vow. This is our 50th episode. At almost exactly a year. I know. I got my notification for it. I want to say... Sunday. Maybe mine just said it was coming up. Is, is what my notification was, something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, that's hard to believe. 50 podcasts. In a year. In a year. And we've been doing this for a year. Wow. That's pretty crazy. So if you go back, that's roughly about 50 hours or so. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a lot of stuff. Good grief. I, and, and I have actually found out, like, there's certain things I'm like, oh, maybe I'll talk about this or, or whatever. And then you go back and like, oh, we already covered that. <laughs> you know? And I mean, at some point, ref- refreshers are probably good. But anyway, yeah. So... Yeah. Go us, I guess. Congratulations, Mr. Lavender. Congratulations, Mrs. Lavender. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so as an update uh, from our last podcast, Dad is still in ICU at OSU. Um, and so if you would, please continue to pray for him. Uh, he desperately needs it. Um, he's, like I said, he's in ICU. He's not in the neuro ICU. He's been transferred. He does not have a blood clot anymore in his brain. Um, so he's, he's, he's still not waking up. So I guess technically he's still in a coma. coma yeah. Um, but he's, he's holding steady. So continue to pray for him. I know he'd appreciate it. We definitely appreciate it. Um, anything else? We went to Indiana this weekend, had a really good time with Did. your parents. Um, we always have a good time at Yummy Bowl. That's always a nice place to go mm, eat. It's so good. But the closest one to us is in Cincinnati. Like it, it's just kind of like a city I kind of go. thing. You know, but it's too bad it's so far away. I you would know? still drive that far for oh, Yummy I, Bowl. I agree. I agree. Uh, it's just I kind of made you a Yummy Bowl tonight. Yeah, technically. A little bit. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good stuff. What's that called? Like stir fry? The stir fry with yeah. lo mein in it. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. So, um, yeah, went to went up there and uh, went to your mom and dad's church and got to see off their uh, youth, or not youth, their uh, um, music director. He is leaving. phenomenal, too. Mm-hmm. He does a really, really good job. Great piano player, really good singer, and uh, he's going to a he's going to Canton uh, Church of the Nazarene, I guess. So, whoever they replace, they're definitely going to have to find some big shoes to. Yeah. To, well, those are big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You're going to have uh, to find somebody with big feet. Yes, big feet. Sorry, very big feet. <laughs> so, um, you know, we we've talked about the different um, topics that we like to cover. We talk relationships. Um, we've talked about everything from going back and old, um, why we thought the CHM had the viewpoint that it did on marriage and, um, sex and things like that. We've, we've covered that. We've talked about, um, heavy CHM topics. We've talked about religious topics. I mean, we talked about like apparel and where the concept of like what the man and the woman wore. And actually y'all can go back a few podcasts for that. Um, we went back and looked at what the Israelites wore and everything like that to kind of get a good biblical understanding for that. So we've covered, we're kind of diverse with what we kind of talk about. I think we've even hit on some current events as well. Um, but over the weekend, there was something that surfaced and I kind of had the whole, we discussed it. We all discussed it. Even my parents. Yes. Yep. And we're not the only ones. There's a lot of folks that are discussing this and it's kind of really um, created a bit of a firestorm. Um, if you will, um, throughout some of the ranks of the CHM. And um, uh, we, I just kind of felt like I needed, we definitely needed to cover it because there are people who listen to this podcast who some of them are in um, some of the many, you know, is there technically five main CHM Bible colleges? So Allegheny, yeah. Union, Penview, GBS, Hope Sound, is that the main five? Or am I forgetting somebody? Is there another one? UBC, GBS, Pinview. BMI cannot Hope be Sound. part of that. BMI is like way out on the fringe. Huh? Bible Missionary. Institute, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> so you they have, see us all as hypocrites. Yeah, I think there's five. So you have Hope Sound, GBS, UBC, Pinview. Um, Allegheny? Did you say, did you say Allegheny. that Allegheny. Is that technically the five? I think that's technically the five. Well, we have, I know we have people from those various colleges who listen. We've been in contact with some of them. They've, they've reached out to us. Um, some people listen. And um, they, they uh, are interested in the topics that we discuss. And um, I am fairly certain that we're probably going to get some feedback after this podcast. 
Um, but uh, bring it on the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, this is one of those podcasts concerning the CHM. And I want to so so I know that there are people who definitely have a CHM background, a, real, a Christian background. Some people out there who do not uh, could be listening. And so I want to go ahead and get you up to speed with what we're discussing. So when I when I say CHM, what am I talking about? That's basically an abbreviation for the uh, Conservative Holiness Movement, and it's generally categorized by um, people who um, have a conservative way of living, so dress style. Um, and they practice a you know salvation, which is the first work, and and they they preach a second work of grace, uh, which they practice, which is sanctification. You know, dying to self, killing the flesh, the old man, you know, doing away with the desires of the flesh and all that. Um, and within the conservative holiness movement uh, that we've grown up in, there have been those five main um, Bible colleges, you know, Union Bible College, Penview, GBS, which is God's Bible School, Allegheny, Wesleyan, and uh, Hope Sound. The both of us went to God's Bible School. You right. know, your parents went to GBS, and, and uh, uh, my side of the family has been supporters of GBS for years and years. Um, and we have friends there at GBS to this day, and we've got good memories there. You know, I mean, we've, and there were some things that were, you know, any place that you would go to school at, there's things you agree and disagree with. Right. And the, the gentleman in question um, who has kind of created a little bit of a firestorm um, is uh, James Plank. I guess Reverend James Plank technically is what I can call him. Um, or Brother James, I guess just call him Reverend James Plank. Um, I don't know disrespect or anything like that. Like I want to give him his actual title for what he is. Hey, brother or reverend. Yeah, I know he's a minister. Um, and we've heard him preach before um, at God's Bible School during, uh, I want to say maybe it was a camp meeting or something. And, and I remember sitting through at least a sermon of his, and, and he did okay. I worked night shift, so oh. 7 p.m., so I didn't hit a lot of camp meeting. Mm. Well, he, he preached there. I'm pretty sure I've heard him speak at the IHC once or twice when I went. Um, and, and he's he's a uh, he's general secretary of the IHC convention. For those of you that are not aware of what the IHC convention, it's called Interchurch Holiness Convention. I believe I have that correct. Um, and it's basically a yearly gathering of many people from the various conservative holiness denominations. Um, and they gather together for about a three-day event where there's lots of services. The various Bible colleges come and they sing. Um, there's the booths that you can go rob them blind of their pens and their their notepads. <laughs> for those of you, if anyone out there ever was involved with Country Pines printing, I am so sorry because as a kid, I remember I was like, oh, wow, free pads and pens. I would Man. take two of every single one of oh, them. Oh, you'd, you'd stock up. And I had, you'd had a plenty of bag. Them. Yeah. Full of stuff. It was, as a kid growing up, that was fun. And, and those of you that may listen to uh, Adventures in Odyssey or did, um, every year we would go and we would always get a new binder, a tape cassette you know, mm-hmm. binder full of Adventures and Odyssey so episodes. So there were 12 episodes to those binders because yep. there was one on each side of a cassette tape. Yep. And uh, that's through Focus on the Family and mm-hmm. all of that. And, and we grew up listening to that. And so we'd always get a brand new section or series of those, maybe one or two of them um, at the IHC. And there was somebody in a, at a booth that sold those. And you'd always make friends and things like that and, and pal around with people. And it, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun as a kid. Um, but this, this uh, convention... Um, Brother Plank is the general secretary. He's also um, a senior pastor at Beavertown God's Missionary Church, uh, which is a, a rather large uh, holiness church, uh, seems to be anyway. Um, and he is an advisor to the God's Missionary Church uh, denomination. So, um, and he travels around, I believe, and he preaches and, and on behalf of the IHC and represents it and things like that. Um, so he's got his hands in a lot of different cookie jars. He's a pretty busy guy. Um, and I want to say that I... Do not for a moment doubt his zeal for the kingdom. I don't doubt that he has a burden for the lost, and he has he uh, has preached some wonderful services where the spirit has moved, um, and he is a wonderful. I believe he, I believe he's a wonderful man of God. He really is. Um, that being said, it doesn't make you infallible, and even the most upright individual that we could look up to, or that we could have as a call a hero in the faith, or someone who is held in such high regard as he is in the CHM, um, is not perfect. And over the weekend, what came to light was some comments that he had made in a sermon 
um, well, not necessarily a sermon. It was basically, I believe, to a group of students at some kind of a, uh, I think it had to do with Union Bible College. It was some kind of like a course that he was giving or people were uh, sitting through and he had some different points he was covering. Um, and I will include the link. Uh, can I do that? I might do that. We'll see. I will, I will include the link if you're curious. If, actually, if you want to, tell you what, I'll just tell you to do this. Go to um, YouTube and you'll find Beavertown, just look for Beavertown God's Missionary Church and you'll find the channel. Um, and I think it's, you know, I'll try to put the link up there. I'll, I'll do something. I'll try to do something. Uh, so that we can way, definitely put it on our Facebook. Yeah, I can do that probably is what I'll do. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to insert the clip here so that way you can hear uh, what was said. And uh, that way, then we'll go ahead and discuss it. If I walk away from this way, if I walk away from this way, you can count on it. If I get some big church somewhere, preach some new deluded gospel, if you see me in short sleeves and shorts and the trappings of the world, if you see us move a television into our home, go the way of the world, you can just count on it, Brother Plank's backslid. And you can count on it, the kids that have walked away from this heritage to go the way of the world are backslid too. I don't care if they stand behind pulpits, they're backslid. And you need to pray for them like backsliders. We don't, we don't be mean to them and we don't say that to their face or anything unkind, but it's true. Uh, he then provided an illustration. So after this clip, what you all have just heard. Um, he then provided an illustration of someone who had a son who serves in church, uh, but is far from God. And a bit later, he said he wanted to panic over people um, who are headed straight to hell. And what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think he's way overstepped into the Holy Spirit's realm. Mm -hmm. um, just because someone starts wearing short sleeves does not mean they're backslidden. Just because somebody moves a TV into their home does not mean they're backslidden because you're going to watch what you're going to watch whether or not you have a TV in the home. You're going to watch what you're going to watch on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You're going to buy it on a DVD. You're going, it's really you're going to watch what you're going to watch. It's really no different than the radio in your car. True, because you can get some really nasty radio <laughs> stations. You can. You can choose. So... Um, I think that was a, a big assumption on his part that just because those things are not being done as he wants them to, that somebody is going straight to hell. I think a key part of what you just said is what he wants them to. Um, hearing the sermon brought back memories of my time growing up in the CGM, and I'm sure it did for you as well. Um, churches I attended, I attended Bible Missionary, um, Pilgrim, uh, well, not Pilgrim, uh, Wesleyan, mm -hmm. uh, Bible Methodist. Um, and the CHM has a very bad reputation for preaching on things. Some of you out there may be familiar with the name Judy Williams and as an evangelist, um, who I remember uh, hearing growing up, um, you know, she was rather popular in the CHM and she was part of a singing trio called the Victory Trio, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, she preached and began, and those of you on the outside that this, this is the first time you're hearing this, you're probably going to be like, you guys are crazy. Like, why would you focus on this? <laughs> and I, I get that. But back then, these things were so huge. They were yeah. so huge to everyone. I feel um, like it also started slow. This was not something that you just plop down in. And I feel like it, was start, it started slow. It started with someone saying, um, someone getting saved. So take my grandparents, for instance. They got saved into the Bible Methodist. Mm-hmm. Missionary. Bible mission. Well, I thought it was Bible missionary. Bible missionary. Um, they got saved into the, the Bible missionary. And when they got saved, they really didn't know anything. So they were told that the only thing that they should be listening to was gospel music. The only thing that they should be reading was the Bible and um, church, uh, you know, mm -hmm. biblical literature, but only some of them. And that anything else needed to be burned. So my grandpa burnt all of the games didn't, that they what, had. Didn't they tell your grandpa that he couldn't read the newspaper? And he couldn't either. read the newspaper. Yeah, it was wrong to read the newspaper. Yeah. And he was very much, he loved his, um, his U.S. World and... USA Today or something. Yeah, yeah. USA Today. Um, and then the local paper as well. So um, he couldn't read that anymore. They burnt all of their books, some of them first edition. So like Laurel and Hardy, 
um, some of those that are actually worth a lot of money now, mm-hmm. they went up in flames. He got so down and um, he just didn't feel like he could. Like he, they, they were told that um, they couldn't even have jewelry in the house. So they took his parents and probably my grandpa- my grandma's parents, their wedding rings and threw them into the field. And my dad and my grandpa turned them over with, with his con- with his plow. Yeah. And um, then going back, there was heavy regret because whether or not they were wearing those, those were heirlooms and things that belonged to their parents that they that were gone forever. Like you were never going to find them again because the the plow got them. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom tell was telling us this us this weekend. That I think it was. Did she say Brother Reese? Uh, possibly. Didn't was... like the look on my grandpa's face, and he said, "Well, if I have to give up all this stuff, I can't do it. I want to read my newspaper." And um, <laughs> Brother Reese told him not to listen to people, mm-hmm. to read the Bible and do, and God would guide him. And they went out and bought their games again, and bought their bought the books again. What we say and games? Started, we mean just innocent board games. Yeah, it was any games, Yahtzee and Uno, and you know whatever they had back then. Like it was just, yeah, it was just ludicrous. Because you were weighed down with the personal convictions of other men. Right, and and I think that's where some of that comes, and then. Like, on my dad, my dad was never a things preacher, ever. He didn't get caught up on things, unless there was a thing that was completely not biblical. Uh Then he would preach on it, but very rarely. And when I'm talking about things, don't be listening to um, music that is... And I'm not even talking about oldies or anything. I'm talking about evil lyrics or... Cursing or sexual. like sexualized, right. like there was that boundary, but my dad never preached on things, but mm-hmm. because he was a preacher in the CHM, we also had to follow those rules. Mm-hmm. So there was no sandals mm-hmm. at camp meeting. That became a thing. They kind of relaxed that after a while. So, so Judy Williams, Sorry, I think I went way off. No, no, that's okay. But I mean, we're, we're kind of building this ground up so people understand right. where where the CHM has, has been based and where it has come from. Um, I've had people reach out over frustrations and, and discussing about how, you know, why they're not women are not allowed to wear hose or they ha- or rather they have to wear hose. Oh, that was a big uh, they thing. They can't wear socks. They have to wear hose. Judy Williams had preached against mustaches, facial hair. Um, and now it's common to see men with beards in various denominations. Um, I remember growing up, it was wrong to have a computer, according to the Bible Methodist of Tennessee. Um, and eventually the office for the denomination got one for business reasons only, uh, for their office. Um, but now everyone has one. I remember there was a minister that preached that it was a sin when you went into the airport to look at the, uh, screens to, to look at your flight because it was a screen. It was a sin. Um, and James Plank, a brother, James, brother Plank, um, the man we're discussing today, stated at one point, at one point, and I, I'd have to try to search to see if I could find the service, but I was in contact with someone else who did verify this for me. Um, but he said that at one point that it was wrong for kids to have Facebook and had <laughs> preached on that. And now, of, co- of course, even I'm pretty sure I believe he even he has one and even has a Twitter account. Well, now it's X is what it's called, but even he has one of those. Uh, so even he has changed over time. Um, and I remember some felt it was wrong to have labels in the, in the soles of your shoes because it was too prideful. Um, and the Pilgrim Holiness um, denomination was against women wearing sandals at one point. One gentleman, was it Pilgrim Holiness? Oh, yeah. That was in the Midwest, manual for the Midwest long Midwest Pilgrim. Well, it was Mid- Midwest, but you also had the New York Pilgrims that were even more strict than the Midwest Pilgrims. So that was in the yeah. manual. And when your mother told us about the gentleman in the denomination, um, he tried to pass a rule to regulate what the women could wear to bed at yeah. night. And yeah, of course, uh, some, of the ministers, well. some of the ministers <laughs> threw a fit over that, like, you're not, you have no business knowing what my wife wears to bed. And, but... <laughs> Um, you got he in trouble. Did not, he was, that was going to be the plan to pass that when he got mm-hmm. made president and then he didn't get made president and it was a crushing blow to him. You, and, and I remember you were in trouble at one point, you said, because you had a tube of vitamin bomb for your mouth mm-hmm. and the youth director called you out on it because he thought it looked too much like lipstick. So it was in, it was a vitamin E stick. And for any of those that know, like. 
back in the 90s, early 2000s, you could get this vitamin E stick. It was completely, it was so good for like the, the skin on your lips. Like if it was chapped or whatever, it was just really good because it was straight vitamin E. And um, it was completely clear. It was in like, it looked off white because it was like a lotion type thing. And it was in a square tube with a long clear thing that went down over the top. So it did look like a lipstick, except you can see that it's a clear, like, but he, I was called out for having the appearance of evil. Mm. And the, the thing is, this may seem silly to some of you listening to this, um, but growing up and even today, there are entire denominations where some of these things are still make or break for them. Um, and these were hills that they consider worth dying on. Um, and over time, common sense has been applied as well uh, because some people have decided to do good old-fashioned Bible study, and they've reached conclusions that a lot of this is simply non-biblical and is extracurricular, man-made personal convictions that have been pressed onto other people. And to this day, some will not own a TV, some will not have the internet, some will not wear short sleeve shirts, and some will not have facial hair, or um, et cetera. And, and that's fine if you want to live your life following your own personal convictions of that nature. I mean, if you have a per, if God has specific, specifically told you, like one gentleman told me, he felt that God was telling him that it was wrong for him to uh, play his computer games on a Sunday because he did it so much. And it was kind of like relaxing for him, but he felt like it was taking away from the day uh, for God and, and thinking on God. And he felt God told him. Now, somebody living next door who goes to the same church may not have that same right. uh, personal conviction, but that was his. And he has not pressed that on anyone else. That was his personal conviction. Because God knows our frame. He knows what is going to trip us up, up the line. Right. And it's fine if you want to live your life following your own personal convictions of, uh, of that nature, if that is what you feel like God's laid on your heart, then by all means, you follow it. Where I begin to have an issue with these things is when you begin to take your personal convictions and preach that if others do not follow your personal convictions as well, that they are going to hell. And if they don't stay in your particular denomination, they're going to hell. If they're preaching behind a pulpit at a different church, they're going to hell. If they're not preaching someone else's personal convictions, mm -hmm. then you're in trouble. And, and that's not... No, it, it doesn't... Because like, if, if that's... If, and that, we never would have made a podcast about this at all because if, if Brother Plank believed short sleeves were wrong, okay, and that's his own personal thing, that's fine. You and know? if he preached it, you know what, folks? God told me that I am not allowed to wear um, short sleeves. If you see me in short sleeves, you will know I've backslipped. And left it at that, mm -hmm. I would have had no problem. But the fact that he then says that um, if you're wearing short sleeve shirts... And if you're attending a different church, you are going to hell. And I, I have a problem with that. And it's not that I'm trying to pick a fight with Brother Plank. On the contrary, what you have to realize is what he said was in a public setting, mm -hmm. broadcast to YouTube, where anyone can see it. And you're putting out there that anyone who wears a short sleeve shirt or goes to a church other than your denomination, CHM, is going to hell. So I, I, I want to say I don't doubt his zeal for the kingdom, and I'm thankful he defends the faith, but that doesn't leave him free from error. And some people might say, well, why in the world would you want to talk, talk and, and uh, come, come against him or present this about him? Well, if you go over to Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 through 17... There's a little situation that happened where Peter was eating with the Gentiles. And when the Jews showed up, he was afraid word would get back to Jerusalem that he was eating with the non-Jews. And so out of pressure, he goes, you know what? I'm not going to eat with the Gentiles anymore. I'm going to eat with the Jews. And he switches. And Paul caught that and confronted him publicly over it. And Paul was, you know, um, um, uh, Peter was still filled with the Holy Spirit. But Peter made a mistake. And Paul called him out. And these comments by Brother Plank are in a public setting, broadcast online publicly. And this is why we're going to address these comments publicly as well. Because I know that there are people out there 
who at, you, are, you listening are either a student at a conservative Bible college, you go to a, a CHM church, or you're, you're thinking about leaving the CHM, or, or, or whatever the case may be, but you hear this, mm-hmm. and I want people to be able to discern between God-given common sense and being able to take that God-given common sense and apply it to biblical doctrine. What has ruined the conservative holiness movement for years, and it's the reason it has shrunk to where it is today, and the damage that has been done is because men and women have gotten into positions of leadership, taken their ideas, their interpretations that they feel should be pressed on everyone else, and they've shoved it down everybody's throat. And, and some wise heads out there have said, hey, that doesn't check out with Scripture. And when these people have said that, they have immediately been ostracized, removed from positions. I've known people, the stories are out there, tons of people this has happened to because they've caught flack, because they went against the grain. And then they're called um, first class. You're a compromiser. A compromiser, yes, yes. A compromiser, yes. That's the most common thing. You're compromising. You're turning from the old way. Wait, what old way are you talking about? God's way or your way? Are you talking about God's way or your grandparents' way? You're talking about your God's way or your parents' way. I don't care about your parents' way. I don't care about your grandparents' way. I care about God's way. The 66 books in the Bible are what are going to get me from point A to point B to eternity. Okay? Not what your heritage is or not what your grandparents did or, or any of that. I, 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 it, we, we've, we've, we've gotten to a point where we almost worship that. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that. That's and, more important than um, that. That's become more important than um, someone's attitude or their. You know, I was watching. I was watching service online once, and this guy is toted to be a very godly man. Mm-hmm. He's called on to pray. He's he is just you know right up there next to the Trinity. Mm-hmm. But he has the nastiest, vilest attitude and countenance and is like a viper mm-hmm. when he gets crossed. And just so the local folks around us know, this isn't one of our churches in the no, area. No, 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 no. We're not referring to that, no. No. And when I was watching, it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. I When they were back in, I didn't go even when we were back in. Mm-hmm. First, first, because I had Serena, not that I didn't want to take her to church, but because I very much did, but um, not that church. Mm-hmm. And... I forget who was preaching. No, 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 no. I was in that service. My mom was not in that service. She was watching online. Mm. And they hit something, and his face told exactly what he felt, that he didn't agree with that, what the preacher said. Mm-hmm. And I was texting my mom. <laughs> and she said, yeah, I saw the frown on the back of his head. <laughs> So I mean, they're they're placing, they're placing because he looks the part. But his attitude is not godly. But his attitude is not godly, yep. and he is probably has the most vile attitude. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in a camp uh, when I way back in the mid '90s, uh, Miller Downing was preaching, and um, when I was a kid, and he preached that it was a sin for women to wear their hair long and down, um, and he said that women looked like witches. And it was, it was wrong for them to wear their hair down. And I remember that bothered me. And on the way home, my mother turned around and looked at us kids. And she said, we are going to do research ourselves because something isn't checking out right. Well, didn't you have a girl that you really very There was a girl liked. I liked too, and she had her hair down as well. And I turned and looked at her. Didn't, I thought, he say they, she, didn't he also say they were yeah, like he peeking said, out? Yeah, he said they're peeking out at you through their bangs, looking at you like a bunch of witches is what he said. And as a kid, I looked back at her, and I thought, this person fasts for their unsaved loved one, and they're as true blue Christian as can be. You're telling me that they're lost? She doesn't look like a witch. Yeah, and, and I, I just thought, <laughs> something's wrong. And on the way home, our, my mom turned around and looked at us kids, and she said, kids, she said, we are going to do some our own Bible study, and we're going to find out what the Bible truly says. And we went, and we did our own digging, and we found out he was wrong. And we started digging in other things, and that's when we started to find out that some of the things that we had heard from the pulpits many, many times was personal uh, conviction. 
There are absolutes in the Bible. Absolutely. There are yes. absolutes. No pun intended. Yes, absolutely. There are absolutes in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, <laughs> that's really good. But some of these things that are preached as ap- absolutes that you're going to hell if you don't. Um, I guess for any very young Christian that's listening, mm-hmm. I'm not claiming to have it all or know all, all of it because I'm still do. growing myself. But for those that are very young, don't get bogged down with things that are tell that you're being told. Research it for yourself. Ask yes. questions from someone. Is... Go ahead. Ask questions from someone that you trust that you truly trust. Right. If something isn't jiving right, if you are being told by someone that walks up with an unholy spirit, mm-hmm. and you'll know, and tells you to do something. Right. Check, check yourself because if it's from God, it'll be easy to do. If it is not from God, I think it's much harder. It is much harder to walk up, to listen to someone tell you that you're not allowed to do this when you haven't felt checked about it. If you listen to God and listen to the Holy Spirit and start learning how to listen to the Holy Spirit, he will guide you and you'll be able to tune mm-hmm. out what other people are saying because you need to go to the Bible and research it yourself. There is an element of control that tends to flow through many of those churches. And I can speak to that from experience where um, if they, if you are all lockstep with what the preacher says um, and what he believes, there is an element of control and power there. And, um, you know, you know, for the record, referencing Brother Plank's comments, no scripture says or insinuates you cannot wear <clears throat> short sleeve shirts. Um, and I know I mentioned at the beginning, we did a podcast uh, several episodes back discussing how the people of Israel dressed and how um, they separated the men and the women in their dress and how they were, there were distinctions. Um, and I'd, I would advise you to go to listen to that um, for some really good information if you're interested in a dress code of sorts, but a short sleeve shirt isn't even part of that. Um, and, and that's not even scriptural. I think the Bible talks about modesty, there but not is, exactly what right, clothing items right. are modest and are not. Right, and you have to understand even the time when the scripture was written, at the, where the Jews and the Romans lived, and look at what they wore and what was accepted dress. It would probably be quite different than what it was today. But where I think the logic for this resides is that people are afraid... Maybe the logic for why they preach against short sleeve shirts is that they're afraid that a if a man wears a short sleeve shirt, then women are going to lust after their arms or something, you know, or whatever. Or <laughs> you know, a guy is going to look so super ripped through his through his <laughs> short sleeve shirt that somebody else in the CHM is just going to go, oh my goodness, I've got to have him. You know, I have no idea. You know what? You can show off those muscles in a long sleeve she- t- shirt too, because if your muscles are that big, they're going to show through. A shirt anyway. Yeah, and, you can size down your shirt and be just as mm-hmm. immodest, quote unquote. And I, I, you know, if a woman wears a short sleeve shirt, I think they're afraid that they're going to see like their bra if they raise their arm or something like that. And I'm going to tell you this. For all the years that I was in youth camp and, uh, and through the events and things that I went to, church events and whatever, I never one time saw anybody's bra exposed through the sleeve. Through their the sleeve. <laughs> Never. You know, I mean, you would, you, you think you notice. You have to have your arms like a, straight you know, out you like have a to have a perfect, And then you have to look straight down to see that. You, you, it would have to be an absolute perfect angle to try and pull that off. And I was never privy to my knowledge going back then to that kind of an angle. Um, it, it's like... I, I don't, that's not really a hill worth dying on, and it's not scriptural either. It's not. My short sleeve shirts that I wear generally are going to come up right above your elbow, you know, and I actually stood in the mirror just for kicks and giggles, and I raise my arms in the air. I can't even see my armpit, thank the Lord, you and know? quite frankly, you're not going to see a... Oh. You're not going to see a brawl from that angle either. You're going to see an armpit, and who wants mm-hmm. to see that? That's not attractive. It's, you know, I mean, if there's an if there's a horrendous attraction to armpits that's floating around that's there, a I, yeah, I don't know about We've it. We've got I'm glad some I fetish. Don't. Yeah, there's something weird going on there, but but I, I I don't know what the logic behind it is because it isn't, and I will say this again, it is not 
biblical. It is not biblical doctrine. When you hear him make those comments, that is something that he is regurgitating that has been passed on to him from father to son, from these different generations. Great-grandfather said, no, no short sleeve shirts. Grandfather said, no, no, or no short sleeve shirts. Father said, no short sleeve shirts. And he says, no short sleeve shirts. And this has been passed on and on. And therefore, if you deviate from that, you are leaving the old way. You're a compromiser. And let me just like... Okay. We are worshiping tradition at this point. Right. And for those that do step away from that, I will tell you from personal experience with that, there is a sense of, oh, am I doing the right thing? Is this really the okay thing? Mm -hmm. You feel a little bit guilty and a little bit weird, and you have that's when you have to really pay attention. Is this God telling me that I can't do this, or is it because I strayed away from what I've always known mm -hmm. because there is some anxiety of stepping away from something that you've always known right. in anything that happens right. in your life, leaving a place that you've lived forever, um, leaving a church that you've been at forever. There's yeah. anxiety, even if it's not a healthy place, there yep. is anxiety and change. Right. And that's where you have to really dig in and say, okay, is this for me? Is this a personal thing for me? Or was it something that was a tradition? You know, we've received messages from people from time to time who are either leaving the CHM, have left it, um, or they're confused about things in the CHM. And the main reason I would argue why people have left, the overwhelming reason, is because of the inconsistency of the CHM because they blend biblical truth with personal conviction. Right. And they, they dilute it, rather. Um, I remember being that kid who heard people talk about how wrong it was for this or that. And in my mind, I was always thinking, does the Bible say that? You know, is that really what it says? Where does it say this? I, I want to know, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and God's word says we should always be prepared to provide an answer for the hope that we have. And, and I want to make sure that my hope and my faith is grounded on the solid rock of sound biblical doctrine and not the shifting sands of man's personal conviction. Right. You know, and, and that's only fair because we will fall away. Let me tell you something. If you're... Many a secular college has destroyed people out of the CHM because their understanding of, of their understanding of God was built upon a shallow foundation that shifted underneath them of personal conviction. When they went to a secular university, when they go to a secular workplace, it gets blown apart because they can't support it with Scripture. But let me tell you something. If what you believe is founded on good, solid, biblical doctrine that is in the 66 books, it can't be shaken. Right. It will not be moved. Um. You know, I've been asked about skirts a lot mm -hmm. in different pl places I've worked, especially when I was a phlebotomist. Mm -hmm. um, there were times when I moved from phlebotomist to multitask technician and worked in the birthing center. I couldn't have... It's <laughs> a funny side story. I wasn't allowed to wear my own clothes because it had to be hospital laundered because you're working with newborns. Right. Like they wanted the hospital to launder because there was no, there was no laundry detergent smells. There were no, it was just, they smelled terrible, but it's sterile. It's they clean. were sterile. They right. were very sterile. They did buy me skirts. The hospital bought me skirts that mm -hmm. I could send to the laundry and get done. Now getting them back up to the OB was a chore, but they bought me skirts. I don't know why scrub skirts are like this, but they're barely to the knee. They don't have any bend in them. So mm -hmm. when you bend over, they ride up. And on top of that, they had a three inch slit at the back. Yeah, that's not good. I'm not saying that slits are bad. I'm saying that your whole rear end was exposed when I wore those skirts. So instead of doing that, I wore scrub pants. Mm -hmm. um, so that became like, because it was more modest than those skirts. Mm -hmm. But I always got um, questioned. And is this, is this because you want to, or is it because the church said you had to? Mm -hmm. And I was able to tell them that this was a personal conviction for myself because I felt that's what God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. But the pastor's wife of a church of God, I think it was church of God, um, church in Anderson, who I worked with, was able to wear pants. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that she was going to hell for a second. Mm -hmm. So what, what's interesting is that the comment that Brother Plank made um, is something that he, 
I, I, I believe he's repeating uh, because, and I want to be very careful here, but it's very easy to say certain things and feel rather immune when you're in your own cheering section and when that group is paying your check. And I, you know, I don't know if that's the case, but he's definitely with his own supporters. And you can kind of spout off and say certain things mm -hmm. and feel fairly safe. The problem is he's making the CHM as a whole look bad, especially since he is in a position of leadership at the IHC, which is like a representation of it all. Oh, right. Um, you know, for example, he said that if you see him with a TV in his home, that he's backslidden. I'd, ask, I'd like to ask him what he has in his pocket. And he would probably pull out a smartphone. And besides using Facebook, Twitter, and the like that he does, um, then he's been against those in the past. He's also, I'm very certain, known to watch probably a few YouTube videos, you know. And why? Because his church and UBC have YouTube accounts and they put their content on there. Well, how do you expect people to watch it? You know, there's people that are stay at home invalids or, or older folks or people that can't get out or they come across. I've watched a few of their services. There's been some good preaching in different places. You know, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known it if they hadn't published it, but then you turn around and make a comment like that. that says if you're watching TV, you're going to hell. And it's like, what are you saying? But what's the difference of having a TV that has a TV service and watching YouTube? It kind of tells me at that point when I hear him say that, that he's spouting rhetoric that he's heard. He can't break away from saying it, even though he himself has compromised with it. And he can't see it. I, 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 I guess he can't see it. I, I don't know what the deal is. Um, I'm pretty certain he probably watches YouTube. Um, and here you have... Uh, people that you expect to watch your services, they're going to use a smartphone with a little screen, just a little TV, if you want to call it that, uh, and they go, or they go buy something which is a larger flat screen so they can see it. But there's no difference. Both devices have social media apps on them. They've got various other media apps. And, it, and your you TV want, service can actually be, most TV services now have the mobile option to put a TV on your phone. And, and the thing is, we were discussing about television, how it was back in the day, like a long time ago. It wasn't as regulated as it is now with mature content. Because I remember growing up, what was the number one thing that everybody used to talk about? The boob you, tube. Well, you, well you, don't, <laughs> yeah, you don't watch TV because of the commercials. Right. That's what everybody said. Don't wa I don't watch it because commercials. And I said the same thing growing up when I was a kid because that's what I heard through, this, through the Bible Methodist and everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, now we've gotten to this point where we've got cable and all these other things, uh, direct TV and everything, and you can be a lot of that trash that used to come out on the channels just unrestricted is now behind a paywall. Right. So you got to pay to get it. Myself, I have YouTube Premium, so I don't have to see commercials. And I love YouTube. It's great. I can't tell you how many Chuck Missler's videos uh, I wouldn't have found. UBC, I wouldn't have seen James Plank's church. All these other things. I use, I use YouTube to view these things, to see IHC services. People, excuse me, post a lot of old um, holiness sermons online mm -hmm. that are fantastic. It's a wonderful resource. Um, but to say that people who have a screen and may watch content on it, whatever, whoever, and however it gets piped into yeah, there is going to hell is just completely just, just, I, I can't, it's completely illogical. And you're going to watch what you're going to watch, whether or not you have a TV in the house. Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, um, you know, I think that when I was little, you know, growing up, commercials were the big evil uh, of TV. But now, I mean, like, TV is really not TV anymore. It's just you have a bunch of apps. You pick the app you want, and you go through. Yeah. And if you want commercials, you can, you can, you can, you know, go watch the free version of it or pay and don't have commercials, you know. Um, but I'll tell you this. We would monitor back when we were little. We had a VCR. And I remember there was such a fear that somebody from the CHM would show up at the house and catch us with a VCR. And I remember mom saying, oh, kids, if, the, if they see us with a VCR, your dad will get kicked out of the denomination. And, and we didn't watch anything terrible. You know what we watched? We watched um, Old Yeller. And we watched, was it Bill Bird, Nature Videos? And we watched Hoppity Goes to Town. Or I think it's now called, um, uh, I forget what the old term was. That was all. That was, that was it. And um, I remember we, uh, the, we went to a camp meeting and they were, they were it was kind of like you, 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 there was a fear, like I said, people looking to find out what you were doing and mm -hmm. if it was wrong, if you weren't holding up to the standards. 
uh, the preacher preached against uh, video games. And uh, he said, um, uh, if you had video games, he said um, it was a... Uh, it was, it was demonic, is what he said, and that you shouldn't have them. And after the service, I remember somebody came up to me specifically and was like, you don't play those video games, do you? And it's just like, it's just kind of like a headhunt, if you will, and people just trying to find out if you were living up to yeah. their personal you know, standards. Now, um, you know, I, I think if a believer has a monitor or a TV set in their home, uh, the fact that you would say they're a backslider and going to hell is, is really ridiculous. Um, and I didn't say that. He did. And, and, and for people out there who might want to defend him at this, you really can't defend him because he has made a statement that is honestly just, it's completely unscriptural, it's illogical, and it makes zero sense. Because you know, he himself, just by having a cell phone with, with a YouTube app, he, he's, he's a complete hypocrite to what he just said. It does, and that tells me there that he's repeating things that certain people who may pay his uh, fee as an evangelist or whatever—that's what they want to hear, and, and or maybe he's maybe just, he believes maybe that. he truly believes it, you know. And and if he truly does, I hope that he at some point because he's very staunch with how he defends things, and he seems like he kind of hunkers down even harder. But some of the flack that he's been getting, especially amongst some other preachers and ministers in the in the in the Bible Methodist that I'm seeing. Um, I, I think he went a bit too far with this one. Um, to say that if you're in a different pulpit that you're going to hell, to say that you're wearing short sleeve shirts, you're going to hell, you just, you can't do that. Um, and, and for those who would argue that the Bible says to not attach um, the anointed, right? Um, I don't think, I guess in my opinion, that is not anointed. Well, I'll tell you something else. If that scripture did apply <clears throat> as they would like you to think it does, Paul never would have confronted Peter. Truth. Um, I think that, that I feel like that does not apply when something is obviously right. wrong. You know, as, as for youth falling away from the movement in the CHM, there is a growing number of younger and older folks alike who are starting to crack open their Bibles uh, to research what they have been hearing. And, and that's the one thing, um, when they realize that, what they hear isn't in line with God's word. They ask questions. And in some cases, they don't get treated too well when they raise these concerns. And I know this for a fact because of messages we've received from these people. And I'm going to tell you something else. With that sermon of his, he did so much damage to the conservative holiness movement because he put it out there on a poster. Here is my illogical statement. Here is this personal conviction. If you don't believe in it, you're going to hell. And there's people out there going, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. That's not scriptural. And at this point, I think if he really hunkers down harder on this, there is so much damage because you've got kids. These kids are not stupid. Yeah. They're not dumb. The people in the colleges are not dumb. I know for a fact, it, from what he said, probably half of GBS would go to hell. From what he just said, yeah. you know, it, it, I was speaking to someone in leadership at GBS who told me, they said they don't agree with short sleeve shirts or they don't agree with having to wear long sleeve on the campus. They said, well, let me rephrase that. Third time's a charm here, folks. They don't have a problem with short sleeve shirts, but because they're on the campus at GBS, they'll abide by the rule, right. even though they don't agree with that. And, and so it's, it's like when you make a statement like that, it's, it's just like there's no, there's no thought behind it. It wasn't well thought out. It's it's not, oh, I don't know. It, it, to me, it was confusing why he even said it. Um, but as, as people hear this, it, it's going to cause people, and because it, it already is, get their Bibles out. What, is that really true? Yeah. Uh, and, and their pastors, their pastors are, are coming out against him because of what he said. This thing I don't want any I don't want names out there because I yes. don't want my people to go look at this and get confused. Right, and, and, and the thing is this, and I, I don't want to say this. I want to be so careful, but I really believe the leadership at the IHC convention is going to have to re-examine his position there, because with him making a statement like that, yet being a front man up there in front of everyone, you can't have that. You cannot, because. <laughs> Most likely, at least a good third, if not half, of the people there wear a short sleeve shirt. 
They may show up in their suits and their long sleeves and things. I can guarantee you it's generally so nobody else will feel they're, they're, you'll be judged or whatever. Right. But people are starting to come around to the fact that there are certain things that are just extracurricular. that they are, they are not biblical at all. And people are cracking their Bibles and they're researching this. And this is going to increase this, which honestly is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because we need to get away from this things preaching mm-hmm. enough of the conservative holiness movement trying to be the Holy Spirit. It is not. We need to rely more on the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us rather than listening to someone else's personal conviction being preached at us to keep us in line. Um, to say that if someone stands in the pulpit of another church other than a CHM church and that they're going to hell and they're a backslider is honestly a horrific mistake. And I look over at Mark chapter nine, verses 38 through 41. It says this, and John answered him saying, master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name and he followeth not us. And we forbade him because he followeth not us. But Jesus said, forbid him not for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our part. For whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because ye belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. Jesus and James Plank would have a conflict because James Plank does not believe this. And you can say, oh, you shouldn't be saying that. He said it. James Plank said that. James Plank said, if you preach behind a different pulpit at a different church, he said, you're a backslider. And he told the kids who were sitting there in that service, he said, and you should pray for them as a backslider too. That is, I'm sorry, it's a ridiculous statement. And Jesus here flies in the face of that. Yeah. This is, this is probably a text that some of the CHM leadership would not want to hear. You mean someone who isn't following Brother Plank or the various CHM denominations can be a believer? Yes. You mean someone who doesn't attend a CHM church can be a minister? Yes. But the, so, so when you say yes to that, there's a fear that is realized because it means there's a potential for an exodus of the next generation as they grow outside the CHM. You, and he's always harping on, maybe harping is too strong of a word. I take it back. He's, he's, he puts an emphasis rather on the generations that are leaving and, and the people that have left are not the smartest and the brightest. And he said that. I've heard him say that. And it's insulting to these other people. And the reason I truly believe James Plank and others say things like he does is to create a fear of leaving in their younger generation. If you leave, you go to hell. If you attend a different church, you go to hell. And I think they do this because they know that if they don't create that hook to keep them in and that fear of leaving... People are going to start opening their Bibles and they're going to start leaving. They're going to start growing. They're going to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Concerning Brother Plank, I do think that because of the position he holds, those organizations, I just said it you know, about the IHC, they need to evaluate him at some point uh, because he's a leader in that organization. And he literally stands before a few thousand conservative holiness people from all various backgrounds and these services. And the last thing that I see is someone holding extremist views that are non-biblical and who also thinks that everyone else who does not hold the same views is going to hell. And they don't need that as their representative. No. Uh, Union Bible College says the following on their About Us page. They said this, For over 160 years, our academy has been shaping the lives of young people, and for more than 110 of those years, our college has been, now listen to this, changing the world with the unchanging word. Okay. We're talking about the Bible. The IHC has the following about halfway down there, what we believe page. We, the holiness people insist, however, that as given in their original manuscripts, both the old and new testaments and all their parts, we have the full and final revelation of God to man, which is inerrant and complete. This is accepted by us as the divinely given authority to govern both faith and practice. 
If I walk away from this way, if I walk away from this way, you can count on it. If I get some big church somewhere, preach some new deluded gospel, if you see me in short sleeves and shorts and the trappings of the world, if you see us move a television into our home, go the way of the world, you can just count on it, Brother Plank's backslid. And you can count on it, the kids that have walked away from this heritage to go the way of the world are backslid too. I don't care if they stand behind pulpits, they're backslid. What you've just heard, is this biblical doctrine? Or are we hearing personal conviction? Is this the unchanging word of God being preached? Or the unreliable and fallible word of man? Is this the divine biblical authority to govern both faith and practice, or is it a personal conviction that is being pushed because someone feels it's part of a heritage or an old way that they feel is correct? And I know we have people who listen who are faculty at the CHM colleges, including students, and those of you who are a part of the CHM, some of you have left it, some of you are uh, still there in it. Uh, some people are just being introduced to this whole concept. And some of this... Uh, it, it, it can create a conflict. And some of you very well may be in conflict with this. And this is all that I have to remember. When I, when I, when I hear people say things that are, that are non-biblical and non-scriptural and they're pushing this that you should believe and that you're going to go to hell if you don't believe it, John chapter 12, verse 32. This is Jesus. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. If Christ is preached... He will draw people to salvation. This is how we can tell where Jesus is. This is why you had a revival at Asbury earlier this year, and why there was a frustration in the conservative holiness movement as to why it wasn't happening there. And Brother Plank, I watched the sermon. He preached on this, and he chastised their, that congregation because maybe they weren't praying enough. Maybe they weren't, they weren't coming to church enough. Cedarville University. Lee University, Samford University, Baylor University, that can go on and on and on and on. Auburn University, there's revival. And you had a, you had a revival there, and, and this revival, uh, there was 200 people that were baptized. And I'm going to read you the clip that was read uh, uh, from an interview done on Fox News' uh, Laura Ingram show. And it's from Jonathan uh, Pakluda, if I can say the name correctly, who's the lead pastor of Harris Creek Baptist Church in Waco, Texas, and Auburn student Michael Floyd. And um, they were on the show, The Ingram Angle, to give their perspective on the event and the movement going on on college campuses. And this is what they said. This is what the pastor said. I've had a front row seat of God moving through young adults and college students on these campuses. There's a work that he's doing, Pakluda said. There's a remnant of people who are saying, hey, I'm not interested in vaping. I'm not interested in smoking weed, getting high, doing drugs, having sex. I want to live for something more than that. I want to live forever. I believe there's a God, and I believe he has a purpose in my life. I believe he gave his son Jesus to die for my sins, and so I want to live by his spirit, and that's what we're seeing, and that's what we saw at Auburn last Tuesday. Friends, God is more than the CHM. Mm -hmm. And I know that Brother Plank would not want me to say that. And he would be very upset at it. But God is more than that denomination. He's more. There are th there, th these things, these statements, these personal convictions are why the CHM is shrinking because its students and churchgoers are not stupid. Right. They're smart people. And they're beginning to re-examine these teachings. And they're trying to see if they line up with God's word. And I truly believe some people are like, well, why isn't there a revival taking place in the CHM? There is an awakening taking place because people are starting to re-examine <laughs> right. these things. And they're growing in their faith. And they're moving out of these old ruts that are not biblical. And they're starting to expand. You can't tell me that these 200 people that got baptized at Auburn University who are giving up weed or whatever, you can't tell me they're bound for hell. You can't tell me the people at, at Asbury, all the many people that were getting saved and turning their life around and all these wonderful stories, you can't tell me that they're going to hell. Jesus was there. Mm -hmm. But where were you? Where are you? You're up there criticizing. What are you doing? You're saying that if people don't listen to your brand of Christianity, if they don't practice your gospel, if they don't believe in your heritage, 
if they don't believe in your old way, they're going to hell. That is wrong. It is not scriptural. And I will tell you this. If you are on the fence and you attend a conservative holiness church, if your pastor preaches God's word, fantastic. If they don't preach God's word and you're receiving this kind of information, it is time to go and grow. I like that. Go and it grow. It is time to go and grow. Don't go and throw it away. No. Go and grow. Because Satan would honestly like to take a lot of these things and confuse you and say, oh, well, if what he's saying is false, then it's all false. Wrong. Wrong. Satan would like to take what James Plank said and to make the CHM look foolish and to make it all look foolish and to cause you to throw it all away and say, well, you know what? The short sleeve thing is dumb. The rest of it must be dumb too. And there are people who have quit on God because of that kind of attitude. Yeah. And that's not right either. I feel like some people are going to have a very big amount of souls to answer for. Yes. Because of things like this. Mm -hmm. and, and as much as I respect James Plank, and I think he's a great preacher, if he was sitting right in front of us, I would tell him, I'd say, sir, what you said was wrong. And it wasn't scriptural. And I think you need to retract it. And honestly, let me tell you something. I honestly, I don't know if anybody out there has connections to James Plank and would send our podcast to him, but if they did, I would hope that James Plank would listen to it. Sir, if you ever hear this podcast, if you ever were to retract what you said, you're not a compromiser for, for retracting it. You're human, and you made a mistake. There are godly people I've met in other denominations. I have seen God have, I've seen God heal people. I've seen wonderful things take place outside of the holiness movement. God is not restricted to the four corners of the CHM. God exists out there. He was at Asbury. He's at Auburn. He's at the Nazarene church we go to. He's at Community Bible. He's at Jackson Avenue. He's at a lot of different places that don't fit inside the CHM. <laughs> and I can tell you something else. The pastors that I know from those churches, they're not going to hell. <laughs> they're not backslid. They're good, godly men. And to make a statement like what James Plank did, if he was sitting in front of me, I'd say, sir, you need to retract that because you were going to do so much damage by what you said. And by retracting it, you're not a compromiser. You're not some guy. You're human. You made a mistake. Right. But when you do speak in front of kids and other people, in a church setting like that, and you, you know, the Bible is going to judge us preachers. God is going to judge us preachers more harshly, I believe, because we had people under the sound of our voice and you could destroy, you could uplift, you can manipulate, you can abuse that calling. And we've got to be so careful, so careful. And this whole situation has just caused me to just, just, oh, it's, it's terrible. It puts a sad horrible, just a ta bad taste in your mouth. And you just go, oh, really? Why did you do that? Why? Why? Like, that's all that the CHM needs right now. Seriously, you just blew a hole in it. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? It just, you're, you can succeed as a preacher if you just stick to the Bible and preach biblical. It, it's, it's great to, to try to, to help people get an understanding of God's word to lead them to their, to, to conclusions that are godly, but to sit there and to take a personal conviction and say that you're going to go to hell if you don't follow it. No, we're on the wrong path at that point. Right. Completely wrong path. We've, we've strayed. And to go back even to what Jesus, when he, when he told the disciples not to forbid that other man who was doing miracles, basically, you know, he was, he was preaching the gospel, but he wasn't following them. And just because people aren't in your denomination, and they're going to another church doesn't mean they're backslid. Just now, now, I will say this. There are some places that you will tell them by their works, and you can tell if it's a bad place because of the, the fruit they put off, because of the content, that if it's not biblical that they preach, you can tell. But just because they don't necessarily preach your personal conviction doesn't mean they're going to hell. Right. You know, at some point, the Holy Spirit takes over as we're believers. And the older we get, we start to hear him and understand him all the more. And boy, I'll tell you, the first parts of your life as a, as a new believer, you start bouncing in and back and forth between those guardrails and, of right and wrong. And, and eventually, as you listen to the Holy Spirit, He begins to guide you down that center path. 
to where you grow stronger every day. You grow more wiser every day. You begin to see the Bible in a different light and hear God speak to you through his word more so than you ever did before. You're not going to get to that point if you sit there and you're, and you're trying to live your life. If you think that spiritual maturity is by adhering to personal convictions of other ministers, that is wrong. That is wrong. And you're stifling yourself. Go and grow. Go and grow. If you're at a good CHM church, stay there. But if they don't preach God's word and you're hearing this kind of thing preached, remember your, your maturity is at stake and even your children, mm-hmm. their future is at stake. And I can tell you that from a personal uh, understanding of what I saw as a kid, that what my parents had to go through and what I heard preachers say from the pulpit and the abuse that came through and the personal convictions that were pushed on people. And if they didn't follow it, the repercussions that followed. I don't want that for anybody. So I hope, I, I just want to be so careful with what we say here, I, but I, I felt so strongly that we need to say something because I know there are people that listen and folks, just, just pray about it. And if you're in a position where you're kind of thinking about, you're teetering back and forth about what to do, ask God where he'd lead you to go. Ask God to lead you. Um, don't, don't live your life strangled. Defeated. And defeated by trying to live up to the expectations of men. Live up to the expectations of a holy God. That's how we live. That's how we grow. That's how we mature. Anything else you want to say? I think I'm good. It was a heavy topic. Folks, if you, if you want to reach out to us, if you have questions or anything like that, please feel free. We, we've, we've fielded questions from people, comments from people. Uh, we've, uh, we've had people ask about what to do because they're in transition from, from the CHM and, or getting ready to, and, and we've helped provide guidance there. You know, if you're one of those people and, and, and you want to discuss that or, or you have concerns or, or you need advice or anything, please feel free to reach out. Uh, we'd be more than happy to help you uh, and discuss whatever needs to be discussed and kind of point you in the right direction. Um, but, uh, you know, God bless you all. And, um, you know, my, my point, our point tonight was not to smear this man with mud, but to respond to something that needed to be addressed because there are minds and souls at stake who heard that Mm -hmm. and it needed to be addressed. So, so go and grow, go and grow. There you go. All right, folks, that is the end of our 50th episode and, uh, Lord willing, we'll be here for another 50 more. Mm. All right. We will chat at you later. See ya.